Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 115, air date May 3rd, 2017. Why are you entering politics? You know, it's an interesting thing. I feel like I've always been in politics, Alan. You know, uh, as I mentioned, you know, being born a low-caste Indian uh, in India forced you as a child to start understanding why there was injustice in India. One of my earliest memories as a five-year-old kid was after I played soccer with a friend of mine, I went to his home, and I was denied entrance into his home, in fact, told to stand outside, and given a cup of water in a very different cup. I went home to my mom, and my mom said, you know, we are considered sudras, or lower caste, and in fact, she talked about how she would be shooed away from the well when she was in this small village because she was considered a lower caste Indian. So this is what I came to understand as a child, and it still pains me today to recall that memory, that there was this grave injustice in the world. So my journey, as I talked about coming to America in the early 1970s, growing up in this very diverse environment, even in America, you know, where I, we first settled in Patterson, New Jersey, then we moved to Clifton, New Jersey, and then to Parsippany, and to also Livingston. Now, each one of those cities in New Jersey were from one of the poorest cities to one of the wealthiest cities. I always went to public school systems. But in that entire journey, I learned the diversity of America, but I also saw the injustices in America. So when I came to MIT, after I'd invented the first email system, believe it or not, I wasn't really that motivated in technology. I was more interested in why there were all these inequities in the system. What was the system? So if people go, in fact, onto our website, shivaforsenate.com, you'll see, in fact, a few years after I came to MIT, I started studying political history, understanding uh, revolutionary history, how social change took place, how the Bolshevik Revolution took place, how the Indian movement took place, how the American Revolution took place. Um, but by 1983, I had come to the conclusion that both parties uh, in the United States were twin sides of the same coin. And in particular for me in the 1980s, I got involved in politics on campus. Um, a dean at MIT had been fired, and there was a lot of uproar where minorities and poor people were being supported. And I became a campus leader on camp, uh, at the MIT campus. Uh, we fought to make sure more women came into MIT, more minorities, more poor people, poor blacks and whites. This was not a black or white issue, but it was an issue about segregation for all people. MIT was ensuring or had policies that didn't really ensure that people of all backgrounds could come. So you'll see, in fact, a picture of me burning the South African flag at MIT. At that time, there was a system called apartheid in South Africa, which meant deep racism in South Africa. And MIT is a liberal institution at investments in South Africa. So I exposed that, fought against it. And throughout my MIT career, in fact, on my PhD uh, graduation day, I was the only student who pulled up a sign uh, saying U.S. out of Iraq to support uh, in, against this really ridiculous war that was taking place in Iraq. As I went on my Fulbright to India, I exposed corruption in the Indian government, uh, uh, particularly in innovation that was taking place in India, corruption and innovation. And then more recently, uh, some of you may know, I fought against uh, the fake news of Gawker Media sued them, and we settled with them, and we exposed them, and, and we were victorious. So my life has always been about fighting since I was a five-year-old kid all the way to being to a 50-year-old, 53-year-old man. And so for me, entering politics is a natural process, particularly what recently took place in the recent election. Trump's winning was a necessary disruption 
to a system that was no longer serving America. And people like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, these people are really the reason that inequities continue because they act as though they're serving humanity when they're in fact the most insidious part of the system. And that's why I'm running, because I want to expose not only the fact that they're misleaders, but give a bold new vision for this country.